0: This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas and Los Angeles, California, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare born from the spa. Milk and Honey sources and uses the safest possible ingredients in both their spa treatments and product lines, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. I recently went to their Brentwood location to treat myself to a spa day. In addition to having a wonderful and deeply therapeutic massage, I really appreciated how peaceful and relaxing the spa environment is. The lounge that is available for guests pre and post treatments felt like a little sanctuary and retreat away from the outside hustle and bustle of LA. We are so excited to now be able to offer our listeners a discount at all milk and honey spas, including both LA locations in Culver city and Brentwood. We are even more excited to partner with
1: them to offer a spa package called the courageous wellness retreat, a 60 minute milk and honey signature massage, which is a Swedish massage tailored to your needs focusing on relaxation and stress relief combined with body brushing, an exfoliating and detoxifying treatment that uses a natural bristle brush that you get to take home to stimulate your lymph and circulation while also reviving dull skin. And for all our listeners in any location, their online boutique offers products from the milk and honey line and from other top brands including Osea Malibu, Supergoop, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, and more. Courageous Wellness listeners can enjoy 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com and 20% off your first spa service at any milk and honey location with code CW podcast, visit MilkandHoneySpa.com to find a location near you. And if you want to try the courageous wellness spa package at a special discounted rate, use the code courageous wellness retreat to redeem. This is not able to be combined with any other discount or promotion. And you can find all this information in our show notes. My name is Erica Stein,
0: and I'm Allie French, and this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both
1: certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community are learning to live our most
0: purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness, and empower you to feel your absolute best.
1: And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our Courageous Wellness. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Courageous Wellness. We have a great conversation with Kat Kozad on Manifestation. And before we get to that, we're going to do our weekly updates. I don't have much. There's been a lot going on in my personal life and my family, some crazy things that I'll share in an upcoming episode because so much has been illuminated to me in the wellness space. I think especially in like a medical standpoint, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that later. My big update, Ali, this week is that I'm going to the Lakers playoff game tomorrow night and Woo-hoo. I am so excited. Um, I'm so excited. So, some fun joy in my life. Huge Great. Lakers fan. I'll either be really happy when this is released because we'll either be <laughs> advancing <laughs> or to the next round of playoffs. So, um, hopefully, future me is very excited. But it's game one in LA, game three, it's tied 1 1. Very excited. But you have. much more wellness focused kind of
0: really cool update on your end so yeah do you want to share that with all of us sure I just want to say I love because you're a native Los Angelino I love your like true like association with the The LA teams with with the LA teams in general but like you actually like know what the heck you're talking about so Lakers and Dodgers Dodgers, yeah forever and like Dodgers
1: and Lakers run deep in these veins yeah. of my you family like
0: bleed blue. Okay. Bleed blue. Literally <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. So oh, to all my hormone balancing and blood sugar balancing friends out there who are as equally interested in this fun topic as I am, I officially did my first round with a CGM and, um, For anybody that doesn't know, that's a continuous glucose monitor. And I did it through Levels, which is an excellent app. Um, And basically, you guys, I asked for this as my birthday present. It's not, you know, (laughs) CGMs are available uh, via prescription for people who struggle with type 2 diabetes or even if you're pre-diabetic. But if you're metabolically relatively healthy, it's something that... um, is becoming more accessible from a like a consumer standpoint where there's multiple brands now where you can purchase them and there's an integrated app and it really just helps with lifestyle things, but getting your real-time data, how you respond to certain foods and your glucose spike. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. This is an app, Levels is an app that it kind of gives you this data in real time as you metabolize your food. And it's fascinating. Um, I learned a lot about myself. A lot was confirmed too. I'm going to just put that out there. It's like the way I've been helping support clients, helping support myself through certain things. Like Eric and I are always talking about protein, fat, and fiber, a great combination of foods for, um, when you want to create lasting energy and, you know, soften the spike, the energy spike, soften that glucose spike and not spike really high, really fast. And it was fascinating to me what I learned about myself. Some good things, some non-fun things, like some bummer things, but all empowering information, right? What I learned, which I knew, but I didn't quite know how sensitive I was, is any sort of um, refined carbohydrate or starch, frankly, starchy foods, I have a quick blood sugar spike. Even even if I'm combining it with protein, fat, and fiber. Now, I haven't taken the data where I've done like um, controlled experiments where I'm like, "Oh, going to eat this meal." like, say, for example, let's just talk about white potatoes. I had, love a potato. And there are now studies showing that like some of the resistant starch that comes from potatoes can be healthy for the microbiome. But I was just like, okay, I'm going to have some meat, some veggies. I always like to start with my veggie starter, like a glucose goddess hack, some meat, and I'm going to have a couple potatoes after that because I know my blood sugar will respond better if I have it after my fiber and after my protein. And I'd still have, even with a small amount of potatoes, a very intense spike. Mm. Now, it wasn't as intense as it probably would have been had I had a bowl of potatoes on their own, right? Of course. And it probably wasn't as intense as it would have been if it was like a straight up piece of cake. (laughs) (laughs) But- it was really fascinating for me. I tested it with even whole grains like rice. Um, same kind of thing. Didn't take a whole lot for me to spike pretty high with, yeah. with that. And that's just something I sort of knew about my body. You know, having the majority of my diet come from plants and uh, high quality proteins and moderate amounts of fats. It's It corresponds with um, the DNA what was the DNA nutrition test we took? Geno palette. palette. Yeah. Sorry, I'm blanking because it was a few years ago, which was really interesting. But again, it's just like, it confirmed in real time what I sort of knew about myself, how I feel most energized. Yeah. Now, the only bummer is that like, I really love a bagel or like a sandwich from time to time. It doesn't mean I've removed them, but what I have done is now I've like observed what happens with my body. So if I'm going to like have my, you know, my favorite breakfast sandwich and include, continue to include protein, fat, and fiber, if I'm going to have like a ciabatta roll from time to time, I know I'm going to try to plan that before I have like a three-mile walk planned because I know that will help my glucose levels.
1: It's so interesting. And I think that's, what's so cool about all of these tools is it is information, right? Like you're getting information to help you make educated and informed decisions about your body. And right. We have all of these baseline things that we know support Yes. The spikes and valleys, right? Like PFF, protein, healthy fat fiber, these hacks that you can have that vegetable starter before or go on a walk after. But I think it is back to that bio-individuality. Like you did take that Geno palette DNA test and um, it talked about what foods support your body more. And it was very low carb for you from yeah, your worse, GNA. GNA, GNA, DNA, <laughs> Geno D- palette, DNA, DNA. Palette, yeah. GNA. they should use that. Um, that is, that's good. Um, but I was going to say, right. So I think that's and somebody else might not have as big of a spike from that same meal. So I think again, that's why like nutrition is not one size fits all information is power. And we do talk about alcohol in this episode as well. Cause I think Kat has made the decision to stop drinking. And I think it's the same thing. It's like with alcohol too. It, it's a great example of once, you know, the truths about alcohol being a neurotoxin and what it does to your body It doesn't mean you might not choose to drink, but you're not being manipulated to make a choice that you think is healthful. That isn't healthful. If that makes sense. I think that's an easy way to kind of see it. And like you said, you're still going to eat bread and bagels and enjoy all of that food, but You have information with it now. And I think that's really cool. So thanks for sharing all of that, Allie. Can I
0: share one more observation? I know this is a little bit of a long intro, but it's a really fascinating. I I recommend if it's accessible to you, it's a little pricey, but I think these tools, the prices are going to come down because they're becoming more and more popular. Absolutely. I I do think, and I know Levels is is working to bring their prices down too. But another thing that was a really interesting experience for me So I talk a lot about hormone health and our cycle. And so this is obviously for people who have, you know, female biology who are in their menstruating years. So if you're not, then don't worry about this for a second. But um, it's just interesting to know. So I had the CGM on during my, from my ovulatory phase into my luteal phase. And um, I became after ovulation and into my luteal phase, I became much more insulin resistant. Very, And there's a lot of studies that show this. So my baseline um, glucose level just kind of became higher for the week and a half or so through my luteal phase. I was able to still manage my blood sugar. In fact, I think using levels really it motivated me because I wanted to like, yeah, I want to like keep it in this thing, you know. So I I would try to like, it was almost like a game for the week and a half, those ten days that I did it. But then going into my menstruation was fascinating because I had not one sign that my period was coming. It's incredible, and it came like clockwork on the day that it was supposed to come, and so not one sign of PMS, and. And then in my menstruation, cramps, which are usually like high for me on the second day, were minimal. It's incredible. So, so it incredible. it shows that what we do, especially in the luteal phase, like yeah. it's like all that stuff that I preach, I actually it, got to test out and I got to see with data in real time and it absolutely had an effect. So if, yeah. you anybody listening can do one thing. I'm like, please support your luteal phase, support your luteal phase. Yeah,
1: it is. It's the most, I mean, it is the most important phase to set us up. And I had such bad this month. I mean, Allie and I are both, if anyone's feeling the effects too, there was a huge lunar eclipse. Mercury is in retrograde. We do talk a little bit about astrology in this episode too. I feel like Kat's really into it, or maybe we talked off camera about it, but Kat's Kat's an astro girl. Um, but there's a lot of emotions in the sky and I definitely did not support myself during my luteal phase. And I had some really bad um, PMS right before, like the day before my period. I just like lost it. And then my period came and I was like, ugh. Oh. Oh, I feel safe again. So <laughs> it's true though. I've noticed, you know, so I think having these supportive tools is incredible and I'm excited for you to continue to update us on your levels journey. Yes. And More before we get to today's episode with Kat, we do want to just remind everyone that this episode is sponsored Buy milk and honey. And if you are feeling the effects of this lunar eclipse and, you know, we're going to feel it for about the next couple of weeks, it really peaked on May 5th. You might want to treat yourself to some self-care and milk and honey is the way to do it. Um, If you do live in Los Angeles, Chicago or throughout the Texas multiple cities in Texas, Austin, Dallas, you can treat yourself to a spa service and save 20% with code CW podcast. And if you live everywhere else, um, they have an incredible online boutique with brands, including OCM Malibu, Moon Juice, Supergoop, all of this, these great products. Yeah. And, um, their own hyper clean milk and honey line save 20% with that with code CW podcast as well. All of this is in our show notes all in our link tree on Instagram. It's a good time to treat yourself for sure. You know, get extra rest, drink lots of water. If you're feeling the eclipse, like I sure am. So yes, with that, should we get to Kat's episode? Let's get to it. Okay. Awesome. So today we have a wonderful conversation with Kat Kozad, a manifestation coach. And Kat is also the host of the No Bullshit Manifestation Show podcast. She is also the creator of the Abundant AF Babe Academy, also known as ABA, her signature online manifestation program that has been crafted to help you not only tap into the energy and frequency of money to manifest the wealth fulfillment, and freedom that you desire in your life, but also helps you completely release all mental, emotional, and energetic blockages that have been holding you back from easily manifesting what you desire in your life so that you can operate from the space of
0: authenticity and alignment with your truth from this point moving forward. In this conversation, we talk all about Kat's background and how it led her to manifesting in her own life and how she works with others. We also talk about her decision to give up alcohol and tangible tips on manifesting in your own daily life. We really love this conversation and how grounded Kat is in her approach and um, know you'll gain a lot from the episode, so we hope you enjoy. Before we get to today's episode, we want to tell you a little bit about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Erica and I are both certified integrative health coaches. I have advanced training in hormone health, and she has advanced training in gut health. And we offer health coaching and corporate coaching through the Courageous Wellness Collective. We continued our education and received certification through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. IIN has taken the lead in the health coaching industry from its inception and provides a comprehensive curriculum that combines nutrition, coaching, and business.
1: We loved the program and have had many listeners ask us about continuing their education in nutrition, health coaching, or even just advancing their personal knowledge about food and nutrition. So we are very excited to be able to offer a discount to Courageous Wellness listeners to study at IIN. The program is completely accessible virtually with lectures led by health, wellness, and medical industry experts. To receive up to $2,500 off your tuition, you can use our names, Ali French or Erica Stein at the time of enrollment to receive the tuition discount. We have also included a link in the show notes that will take you directly to IIN to learn more about their wonderful programs. So welcome, Kat. We are very excited to have this conversation with you. And before we begin, we always like to start out by asking you a little bit about your personal background and how, how it led you into the work that you now do.
2: Absolutely. So uh, as for all of us, my Journey starts back in childhood. And the reason for that, especially when it comes to manifestation, is because that's when our subconscious minds are being formed. But growing up, I was raised in a household where my dad was addicted to alcohol and my mom wasn't a citizen of the United States. So, in order to stay here and raise me and my brother, She had to tolerate a lot of toxic behavior, which led to me feeling very unsafe growing up and developing a ton of limiting beliefs and experiencing trauma and repressing my emotion and all of those things that a lot of us experience. And as I grew up, that manifested in me being incredibly overweight. I was considered obese as a kid. I was bullied for that. Had more trauma on top of that and then as i like turned into later teen years i was in the position that i was so uncomfortable in my life and in my body that i turned to alcohol and uh drugs to try and numb out from all of it and while that worked for a short amount of time and was fun for a short amount of time it definitely didn't give me the long lasting sustainable change that i needed in my life and so I continually was like moving throughout life, feeling as though I was a victim to it and that there was nothing that I could really do to overcome the limitations and the circumstances that were put into my life. Uh, I ended up dropping out of university, investing in like A coding program that I've never coded in my life since, Uh, worked tons of different restaurant jobs, and ultimately found myself in the position that I was like, okay, I need a fresh start. So I moved my life across state lines for the first time from Colorado to Idaho in hopes of having a fresh start where I could uh, create a new life for myself. And little did I know that all of my problems and all of the things that I was trying to run away from were going to follow me. And so I was in this new environment and all of these things just completely blew up in my face. And all of the traumas, all of the emotions that I'd been trying to run from were exacerbated. And I found myself in what I can call like my rock bottom position where I was $70,000 in debt, working 60 plus hours a week in a job that I absolutely hated, living paycheck to paycheck and felt so completely hopeless that I didn't want to be here anymore. And that's when intentional manifestation was introduced into my life. And I had no clue what to do with it at first, but it felt like something intuitively that I needed to put all of my focus and attention into. And so I committed to myself to learning all about intentional manifestation and implementing it into my life to see what could happen. And within the span of a year, I went from rock bottom position to owning and having a six figure business and really just on a completely different path mentally and emotionally. And now we're about three and a half years, almost four years into the journey. And I've just like, created a life greater than anything I could have ever imagined for myself. I have complete time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom, have a dream business, multiple six-figure business. I live my best life here in New York City, have been able to travel all around the world and just like genuinely know that life can continue to get better and better because of the power of manifestation. So it's been quite a journey, but I wouldn't want it to be any other way.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And also just for, you know, sharing kind of the vulnerable aspects of, um, some of the stuff you've been through too. Cause I know that's, I know a lot of people can relate to that. You know, we've all had different kinds of difficulties, but, um, but I think hearing that is actually really important because oftentimes, I don't know, I feel like the, the field of manifestation, sometimes there's, you know, there's critique or commentary where it's like, oh, is that manifesting or is that privilege? You know, those types of things, which is definitely a conversation that I'm curious to explore at some point. But by sharing kind of a position that you were in and some of the adversity that you were experiencing and then start starting to play with some of these techniques for yourself and learn about them and how it actually sort of manifested in your own life. I think that feels at least for me or for listeners, perhaps very concrete to hear some of those things. So thank you for sharing that with us. And then, um, I'm curious. So you learned, you learned about intentional manifestation. What you said that you've now created a life that was kind of beyond your imagination, which is so exciting, but can you tell us like, what are the, I guess, the basics or where did you start with some of these techniques? If if you couldn't even imagine from the circumstances that you were in to what it could be like for what you're experiencing now, where do you start if you're in that kind of like rock bottom debt, whatever the stressors that are piling up or maybe piling up for someone? Um, how did you start and how would you suggest someone open their mind to some of these techniques?
2: Absolutely. Such an awesome question. So there's three steps that I essentially suggest with this. First one is to take an honest assessment of what your life looks like and the story that you're telling yourself about your life. Because the way that we talk about our lives is the way that it's going to unfold. Because essentially, our words create our thoughts, our thoughts create our beliefs, our beliefs are what we know with absolute certainty and what we identify with. And that is what manifests into our lives. So, whether we're aware of it or not, everybody's manifesting everything into their lives on a daily basis. And that's because of the belief systems that we carry about ourselves and about our lives. And so, when you can slow yourself down enough to create the awareness of like how are you actually talking about your life? Like are you constantly putting yourself down or talking poorly about money or your work circumstances or um just any of the things in your life, then that is the way in which it's going to manifest. And if you can take ownership over that and start to recognize, okay, like why do I talk about my life that way? Where did I learn to talk about my life that way? Then it gives you at least a stepping stone to start to then take other steps, Um, which then second step that I suggest is looking for evidence In your life of somebody who has something that you want. So a lot of the times in the world of manifestation and spirituality, they'll be like, do not compare yourself to other people. Don't look externally from yourself because like that's not going to serve you. It's like, yes, it actually is. Because if you're in the position that you're in rock bottom and you can't see past what's right here, you have to look to other people. And that's what I did is I look to people on Instagram, honestly, that inspired me and was like, okay. Even if she didn't come from a similar background to me, I know that that's possible because I can see it. And she's right there in front of me. So what do I imagine she's doing on a day-to-day basis? How is she talking about her life? What are the actions and the behaviors that she's embodying? What emotional state do I feel like she's probably in majority of the time? And how can I mimic that in my own life to start to at least experience the shift from where I'm at to being in something different. And then, uh, the third thing with that is, or the third step that I encourage people to take is to honestly just get present with themselves, whether that be through meditation or carving out intentional time on a day to day basis to check in with where you're at, because when you are in such like rock bottom or survival mode we just keep moving and spinning in chaos. And when you can slow yourself down, it gives you the opportunity to actually start to change things as opposed to feeling as though it's just this uphill battle towards whatever you're trying to fight against.
1: Yeah. I love that. I mean, Ali and I met through our Buddhist practice. So we have that in common and it's different, but I, I find that sometimes like a lot of, um, really rooted grounded manifestation really reminds me of our Buddhist practice. Cause it's not, um, it's not so dissimilar, but a couple things too, you know, the present moment is so important because it's all we have, right? Like the past is in the past, the future hasn't happened yet, but I heard something on, I think it was Rachel Bilson's new podcast. I think it's called, um, broad ideas, I think is what it's called, but I really am enjoying it. And she said, or her co-host said on the episode, she was like, you know, the future is a fantasy and you might as well win in your fantasy. And Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, right. Cause I can catastrophize myself, which is from all my childhood trauma. And so it's like, I was like, wow, you might as well win in your own fantasy, but All we have is the present moment. And I think that's so powerful. My question about your journey, too, is right. You said, like, within a year, everything transformed, right? Like, $70,000 in debt to a six figure business. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Is that maybe just for our listeners who hear that and they're like, oh my God, that feels so (laughs) impossible for me? Or maybe now they're hearing you and they're like, wow. She's she's that person now. Right. She did it. I can do it. Can you maybe break down a little bit of how how you did that? And is that kind of typical with some of this manifestation work?
2: Totally. Oh, I love that question. So uh, to break it down, absolutely. Like when you look at something like that, that can be like, oh, my God, that is daunting. That's not possible for me. And the way that I break this down for my clients is instead of trying to go from like $70,000 in debt to owning a six-figure business, it's climbing what I like to call the ladder of believability. So it's like, what's that next peg up on the ladder from where you're at that feels like a little bit of a stretch, but at least doable? Because... If you can just go to that first peg on the ladder, then the next step appears for you and the next level of whatever it is that you're wanting to manifest will appear. But when you're trying to go from the bottom of the ladder to the top of the ladder, your subconscious mind is going to work against you to be like, nope, you can't, that's not safe because its number one job is to try and keep us safe. And although rock bottom may not feel safe to you consciously... Subconsciously, it absolutely is. So, um, two things within that is climbing the ladder of believability of like, okay, what's that stretch up from where I'm at right now that still feels fairly doable? And that's what I did was like, okay, $70,000 in debt, working a job as a barista, hating it, working 60 plus hours a week. Like, what's a step up from here? The step up from there was not hating my life on a day to day basis. So, it was like, okay, now that I don't hate my life on a day to day basis, like, What's available to me. It was like creating something that moves me away from having to be the barista. Didn't know what it was yet, and um definitely like was very open to the universe and receiving signs of guidance and being able to figure out what that was. But once it became clear that it was coaching, then I was like, okay, start the coaching business. Now I want to make enough money that it can replace the income that I currently have. So That was the next step. Then it was, I want to make $10,000 a month. Then it was continuing to move past that and continue to scale up. But it wasn't like one big step to get there. And uh, in addition to that, I think that the most important thing to know for somebody who looks at it and says like, holy shit, how do I do that? That doesn't feel realistic or possible is creating safety inside of yourself, like anything that you can create safety around or get behind and feel safe behind it, you will then be able to receive the either signs of guidance or next steps or intuitive pulls to help you bring yourself to whatever it is versus if you look at it and it's just like, that's really big and scary. And I don't know how to like even start to conquer it then again, your subconscious mind is going to work against you and be like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not going there and keep you in those patterns that you may be trying to break out of.
0: Do you, because as you mentioned, like our subconscious mind develops throughout our childhood and these patterns are, like I fundamentally believe we can absolutely transform them. And as Erica mentioned, we have a Buddhist practice that really helps and We chant, but this idea is that we like, it's actually very similar as you were talking, like we raise our life condition. When you were talking about like, I no longer want to like hate my life. I want to feel like I go to work, even if it's not a job I like, but that I like every day. I like my life. Um, Changing sort of working from the inside out. And then our environment ultimately reflects that. And then when challenges come along, being able to cultivate Cause they do, cause it's, you know, it's our journey and it's this like life, life lessons and things like that, but that there are opportunities to cultivate more confidence and courage within ourselves and tap into those parts of ourselves that we may not, um, have quite met or exercised yet. Um, so like there are these practical sort of opportunities as challenges come along. But I guess my question is from, if we're talking about it with language around the subconscious, yeah. This is deep-rooted stuff, as you mentioned. So you can take these bite-sized steps or pegs, and that makes a whole lot of sense. And I'm curious, do you still have – Do you when you recognize resistance within yourself, how do you – How do you work through that now, knowing what you know about this process of manifesting, but knowing that as human beings, sometimes we can have awareness around it, but it doesn't mean the thoughts might not creep up still, those old, old thoughts or those old beliefs. Um, And I guess if those come up, how do you, how do you greet them or how do you deal with them?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome question. And it's completely different than how it was when I first started. So um, when I first started, it was definitely very much so like, oh my gosh, this is big, scary, daunting, don't know what to do with it. Now, yes, they absolutely come up. And I think that they're always going to come up some form of limiting belief or resistance or whatever it is for anybody, because we're human. And one of my like number one principles, That I stand by in teaching manifestation is the fact that, like, yes, we're spiritual beings, but at the end of the day, we're always going to be human beings first. And therefore, we're going to experience the full range of emotions and doubts and fears and all of the things that come up. So, for me now, I mean, perfect example of this was like last week. I don't know if it's an astrological thing or like a winter New York thing or whatever, but I just had a week where I was experiencing like so much doubt and so much uh, resistance to the path that I'm on and like seeing if it's still what I've wanted and all of the different things. And in the past that would have completely derailed me and made me feel as though like I need to give everything up and toss it away and hide. And instead I got back to basics of just like slowing myself down, reconnecting with like what my intention is for this year. And I always have an intention that I set for the year, which this year was to soften and like slow myself down and reconnect to my body, reconnect to like the internal wisdoms that I know lies inside of it. And uh, in doing that, I was able to look at the doubts that were coming up and say that it's okay for them to be here and really just create like radical acceptance for the fact that they were there as opposed to trying to push them away. And after like two, three days of some pretty intense resistance, all of it just kind of like moved away. And now on this side of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel even more excited and inspired for what I do get to create because I think that a lot of the times uh, when those things come up, They're actually just trying to move and shake things inside of us to create space for more inspiration and more abundance and more of the things that life is trying to offer us.
0: This episode is brought to you by Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, and Odyssey has an exciting new offer for Courageous Wellness listeners. Listeners can now receive one free can of Odyssey by visiting IwantOdyssey.com to get the next steps on how to redeem your free can. Unlike traditional energy drinks that are loaded with sugar and artificial ingredients, Odyssey is packed with natural ingredients, including functional mushrooms like lion's mane and cordyceps. These mushrooms have been used for centuries to improve mental clarity, increase focus, and boost energy levels. Not only
1: do these mushrooms provide natural energy, but they also have a host of other health benefits. We have done multiple episodes on the power of functional mushrooms and love that they can help support your immune system, reduce inflammation, and even improve your mood. And it tastes really good. As someone who is not drinking alcohol, I also find this to be a fun and functional alternative to bring to parties, have as a post-work drink, and is a great afternoon pick-me-up in a lot of different flavors. So to redeem your free can, visit Iwantodyssey.com and receive a free can of Odyssey Mushroom Elixir. All information is available in our show notes and in our link tree on Instagram. Earlier when you were like, you know, you have that confidence and that conviction that life can and will just continue to get better and better. I was also going to be like, but what about the hard times, right? Because we're all going to have, you know, even just like the, the basics, we are human beings, right? So we have birth, aging, sickness, and death. Like just those four alone are... Are a doozy. And I think having tools that you can constantly go back to, to armor yourself through the seasons of life are so important. And, and it kind of brings me to a question I had. And, you know, I think I'm so fascinated with the subconscious and, you know, I'm so fascinated. I know there's so many different modalities too, that are becoming more popular now, including, um, like EMDR helps people really tap into, you know, their subconscious programming. And I'm really fascinated and interested in parts therapy, you know, which talks about it's, you know, similar to EMDR, but without that kind of intensive therapy of just really um, exploring the different parts of ourselves. And I, I think a lot of times it's like protective parts or, you know, inner child parts, they're all kind of running the show instead of, 34-year-old Erica sitting right here. And so my question is, how how do you suggest people really work and dig into subconscious beliefs, especially things that we might not even be aware of, right? Because I think that's the whole point of the subconscious is some of us might be listening and be like, okay, you know, I know my anger or my explosive tendencies can really hold me back or I'm so reactive or I'm such a people pleaser, right? Whatever that may be but there's some things that we just aren't aware of. So how do we discover the things we're not aware of?
2: Absolutely. Uh, So uh, two different answers for this. First is if somebody has the resources to be able to work with a professional, somebody who knows how to help you dive into subconscious work and dig through all of that, and not only dig through it, but also heal it, that's my first suggestion. But if that's not an option for somebody, then starting to ask yourself the questions of what areas of my life do I feel limited by? Or what areas of my life do I experience these patterns? Like you said, people-pleasing or whatever it may be. And then once you identify those like issue areas, I don't really even like to say issue, but like sticky areas for yourself, What I always go to is like, okay, where did I see this? Where did I feel this? Or where did I learn about this in childhood? Because everything is a learned behavior. And it's either a learned behavior that we adopt or we reject. So it's like either we see our parents do it, feel it from our parents, or hear them talk about it uh, directly to us in our relationship with them. Or it's the way that they feel about themselves and about life, the way that they interact and act in the world, um, or the way that they talk about themselves and about their life. So a lot of times people think that limiting beliefs only come from the parents or the the environment's direct relationship to you. But a lot of the times it's actually like, no, how did we see it and interact with it and then either accept it or reject it? And, um, so that's like for somebody who isn't able to go and work with some sort of professional that can help them with this, being able to ask yourself those questions and pinpoint it back to your childhood. But then from that place to actually start to heal it is being able to, there's a bunch of different ways, but uh, being able to give it a different meaning than you have in the past now that you have like rational thinking compared to when you're a child, being able to look at it with a different set of eyes and understand that the meaning that you assign to it isn't actually the meaning that needs to be attached to it or um, going back and connecting with your inner child and giving yourself the love and validation and connection that you needed in that moment that maybe you didn't receive or going through and doing EFT tapping, things that you can find on YouTube to help you move through that experience. Uh, Because that's one of the biggest things that I see a lot of the time in this world of personal development and spirituality and manifestation is that people create awareness for it, but then they think or they're unaware of the fact that just awareness of it isn't actually going to heal it you must actually then take steps to heal it in order to actually fully move through it. And the way that I like to see it is like weeds in the garden. It's like trimming down those weeds, pretending like the weeds aren't going to cr- come back as opposed to actually uprooting those weeds and creating the space in the ground, because that's when you can actually plant the seeds for flowers to grow.
0: Yeah, that's, it makes a lot of sense. Um, And it's, it's hard I mean, I know that you talk about sometimes, and I want to get into this too, like path of least resistance. I see, I've seen some content that you talk about that too, where it's like, if you, in moments where you ignored your intuition about things, things were a little bit more challenging rather than having trusted your intuition when you, whenever you trust that, whether it makes sense or not, that that's something that you can really like rely on. Um, And I think I think the part about like really trying to get down to some of these beliefs is that it's scary for a lot of people because um, it makes you feel all all sorts of things that I think people try to avoid feeling, and um, or might bring up things that we didn't even know, as Erica was saying, we didn't even have awareness of, and um, it's it's just it's really fascinating, so when people, if people choose to do that work, that process, and really kind of examine it in a different way with the hopes to have some sort of healing around it too, can, can they still be actively, like, is it a lifelong process, right? Are there, are we always going to be un um, uncovering aspects of our subconscious? And how does that coincide with being able to actively manifest um, while while
2: we're doing that work? Yeah, such a good question. Um, So uh, with the healing journey, people have different perspectives on this. I think it's a lifelong journey. I don't think we're ever going to be done, nor do we need to ever be done. I, I think that it's a very like American perspective that like we need to be fully done with something before we're like capable or worthy or whatever it may be. But the reality is that everybody is capable of manifesting the things that they desire and still be a work in progress and still be on their healing journey. Hell, I'm still on my healing journey and I have been able to create this life for myself. And I know that as I continue to heal more, there's going to be more expansion that comes from it, but I don't think it's ever going to be done for me. And so second part of your question within that is like, how could people still manifest what they want? I think it's seeing the fact that healing absolutely helps you create like more of a long lasting, sustainable relationship with your manifestations, but it isn't like the key or required in order for you to start manifesting and to uh, believe in the fact that you're capable of creating whatever it is that you want to create for yourself, and that's that's something that I teach the women that I work with is that from the moment that they decide that they want to manifest something, they're already starting it. Like the the belief, the intention being emitted out through their vibration. Is already starting the process of it. The healing work is really just creating like the clear channel for it to come through. And that once it does come through, then you don't feel as though you need to sabotage it. And majority of the time, you probably are still going to have those moments where you either are blocking yourself in some way because you still have some sort of limiting belief or you receive it and then sabotage it in some sort of way. But I believe that what's meant for us in this life and like the the things that we are like divinely meant for are gonna keep circling back into our lives and give us more opportunities to manifest them. Whereas if it's something that like, you maybe thought you wanted at one time, but it isn't necessarily like your soul's purpose and reason for being here, then it may feel as though like you messed up or you made a mistake and you couldn't manifest it. But it's like, you either get what you want or something greater. So in order to get something greater, you're gonna have to go through those learning lessons and then get to the place where it's even better. And that's going back to what you are saying a bit on the intuition piece is like, we it doesn't make sense in the actual moment of it. And we can feel really frustrated of like, oh, I didn't get what I wanted or I failed or whatever it may be. But give yourself some time and see it down the road. You can look back and be like, oh, thank God. Like I didn't manifest being in that relationship or getting that job or whatever it is because through the learning lessons of not getting what I wanted, I actually received something so much greater on the other side.
1: Yeah. No, I feel that and believe that and have seen that in my own life a hundred percent. And yeah, absolutely. I, I just, yes to all of that. And I think that kind of is a good segue into a question. Um, I know you have addressed on your Instagram, but I think is interesting to explore, right. Which is I'm doing everything right, but I'm still not seeing results. And I think even this concept that we're talking about can be hard for people to, um, where it's like, okay, it's this or something better but this is what I want, right? Like, like kind of that release of what I want. And so from your experience is, you know, I'm doing all the work and I'm still not, I'm still not climbing the ladder or I've plateaued at a certain point in the ladder. I'm not seeing what I want to see. Um, can you explore that a little bit more? and and maybe it's two parts, but I'm sure it's like, is there a release to maybe what we think we want that goes along with that?
2: Absolutely. It, there is two parts that come up for me on this. First is that when we're in any sort of situation where it's like, oh my God, I'm doing everything right and I'm still not manifesting whatever it is that I want. Typically when you're in that situation, you're pointing the finger externally at whatever it is that you're trying to manifest and giving so much of your energy a weight to it and being like, oh my God, if only I had this, I would feel so much better as opposed to pointing that finger back around at yourself and being like, I am the center point of my manifestation and what inside of me right now is lacking and feeling as though I would be better if I had that thing that I'm trying to get to. Because when we can point the finger back around and recognize that you're not lacking, and whatever you feel as though you are lacking, you can cultivate the emotional experience for or the acceptance for the fact that it's not here, then that allows you to return to wholeness inside of yourself, which creates like radical acceptance for where you're actually at in the present moment, which releases the attachment of needing that thing which oftentimes is the shift in energy or the break that you need in order to become the clear channel to receive it so that's where i always first suggest people look is like how much of your energy are you putting externally on it and how can you shift the energy back around to just be with yourself and figure out what you feel as though you are lacking so that you can cultivate it inside of yourself and then the the second part of this and this really ties into our conversation of like the the uncomfortable emotion and being able to go there with yourself that's typically why people are creating like creating the frustration that they have around their manifestations is because they don't want to have to feel that emotion so they're latching on so tightly to whatever it is to try and avoid their emotion but when you can Come to a place of acceptance and okayness with your emotion, and know that it's not going to mess up the manifestation process and it's not going to derail you and like mess up your life. Then that also gives you the opportunity to have some sort of release emotionally, um, so that the tides can shift. And there's typically a, like a flow of energy that comes through in terms of whether it be your manifestation or more inspiration or the next step that you get to take in order to receive whatever it is that you want.
1: We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market. Seed. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, then you know that Ali and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for close to a year now and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am devoted to taking seed every single morning before food and am really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic is vegan and gluten free and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains, not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health.
0: Yes. And in addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet. Pretty important, right? Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community as well. If you would like to order seed daily symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use the code courageous 15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes. I'm curious, since you shared a bit about your own sort of background and journey, did you always have, like, were you exposed to any sort of spiritual spirituality or um, spiritual practice in your earlier years? Or did this truly just come to you at a time in your life when you were open to it? Um, and And the way I define that is that it doesn't, I don't necessarily mean in any sort of formal like religious way, but um, that or um, something that just connects you to s- your sense of self, which seems like that's a big part of of this type of work um, and tr- trusting and having this c- sort of creative relationship with the universe or however you define it. And so I'm curious, um, what was that for you? Before this work or before you were exposed to intentional manifestation?
2: So, growing up, my dad was the son of a pastor and completely rejected religion, was like, uh uh-uh, uh, religion is like the worst possible thing that you could have talked about in my house growing up. So, it was like, if I had questions about it, shut down. Um, Whereas my mom was Catholic growing up and Didn't stay like closely connected to the church, but always like carried what she likes to call Catholic guilt. So I always had such a weird perception of like religion, spirituality, whatnot growing up, but still I felt really connected to something, but I had no clue what it was. And I didn't know how to explore it because it always felt like this big no-no territory. And so um, one of my best friends growing up, she was the son or the the daughter of a preacher. And so I would oftentimes go to church with her. And it felt like a really awesome environment to be in, but I didn't necessarily like relate to the message that was being presented with it. And so I really like I explored on my own, but it was never like given To me, as something to see and practice. And it really wasn't until I was in like low rock bottom position that I was like, okay, whatever is out there, like something that I felt connected to all of this time, don't know what it is, don't know if it's God, don't know if it's the universe or any of these other names that I've heard given to it. Like, if there is something out there, like, help me because. I'm to the end of the rope and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And uh, that was right as rock bottom moment was happening. And this is part of my story that I didn't share, but um, as I was in like rock bottom moment, the actual moment that like changed everything for me was I woke up one morning after a night of partying that I probably shouldn't have woken up from. And I was on the floor of my apartment in the living room have no clue how i got there and i was so scared and was so hungover and i just laid there just questioning and contemplating everything and i felt this energy wash over me i was like i have no clue what this is but like got up off the ground walked over looked myself dead in the eyes in the mirror and was just like cat you have the power to change your life so like what the fuck are you doing and it was later that day that manifestation was reintroduced into my life. Because before that I had heard about it, but I was like, no, bunch of bullshit. No way. Not accepting that. And then literally later that day, and it was summer solstice of 2019, that manifestation made a re-entry into my life. And that was when I was just like, okay, this resonates. I'm going all in and I'm committing to this and I'm going to see what can happen with it. But long answer to your question is that a lot of the, well, all of the actual words that I have behind faith now have come over the past few years, but I've always felt connected to something. It just never really made sense to me.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, thank you too, for sharing that journey. I I think it's so relatable and we've done episodes too now on like sober curiosity and I've given up, I, I don't drink anymore. And I've, Done, we've done episodes on that and so um I think it's very relatable it's very relatable and interestingly we had um I don't know if you know Rachel Katz but we did an episode with her and she also almost died from drinking and it was like a spiritual awakening for her as well so that's the thing you know there's like a Buddhist concept um poison into medicine that I really like. And it says like, everything can be a poison or everything can be a medicine. And it's mm. like, even in those situations, right. It's like the alcohol was actually a medicine because it woke you up. Right. So I think it's just beautiful and powerful. And thank you for sharing that. And, um, what is your astrological sign? If I might ask, since you've brought up astrology a little bit and the summer solstice, I'm just curious.
2: I'm an Aquarius.
1: You're an Aquarius. Oh, do you know your big three?
2: Yeah. So I'm an Aquarius sun. My moon is Virgo and my rising is Pisces.
1: Wow. Okay. That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm an Aquarius moon. So I I love an Aquarius. Um, and my brother is a Virgo moon. So very cool. Very cool. Um, anyway, thank you. Thank you for everything you shared today. I feel like this is so, again, Ali and I really vibe with like grounded manifestation. And I think, yeah, the, what you teach, what you practice is, is so the real deal. So thank you for sharing it with our audience today. And as we begin to wrap up, we always conclude with three questions. And the first is what is your personal self-care practice? You know, I, we've talked so much about manifestation um, and I know you work so much with other people and you've helped so many individuals manifest their own dreams. And so when it comes to taking care of yourself, what are some of your self-care practices and non-negotiables?
2: Absolutely. So uh, non-negotiables, I have three of them. First one is that I always eat at least three meals a day that are fully balanced with protein, carbs, and fats. Um, I've been on a huge journey of healing my relationship with my body. And the more that I've healed my body, the easier manifestation has become. So always making sure that I have proper nutrition. i um, In addition to that, daily movement of some sort, whether that be walking or dancing or weightlifting, moving my body definitely helps me move the energy through whatever energy needs to be moved through. And then lastly, I would say literally just like being slow while I'm in my home, because like I mentioned, I live in New York City, and as soon as you step out that door, it is fast paced. So... Creating just like a sanctuary for myself inside of my home and inside of my space. I love to just like make everything as pleasurable as I possibly can. And I feel like the slower that I move, the more pleasure I get out of it, which then totally feeds into me feeling like the best version of myself.
0: That's awesome. Um, We are also big fans of three Meals a day <laughs> um, with blood sugar balance. I love that. Um, Okay, the second question we always ask is, "What does being courageous mean to you?"
2: Mm, so good. I'd say that being courageous to me means having the the willingness and the gumption to question yourself and question your life uh, and make adjustments with the things that do not feel like they're in personal alignment with what you want for yourself in your life. I think it takes a lot of courage to show up honest and like authentic to yourself. And I've had so many moments where I haven't shown up honest or authentic for myself. And uh, those were always the moments that I feel like took me down a path of resistance versus the the path of least resistance still has resistance on it, but it's, it's more so uh, an easier path when I choose to be honest with myself.
1: It's Beautiful. The last question we always ask is: Do you have a book that has meant something to you along your journey on any topic that you would like to recommend to our audience?
2: Yes, uh, "How to Quit Like a Woman" by Holly Whitaker, which is about questioning your relationship with alcohol and, um, yeah, choosing to remove it from your life. That book has completely changed my life. I am almost a full year sober, and quitting drinking is hands down the best thing I've ever done for myself in my entire life. So whether you are on a manifestation journey or just a journey as a whole, I think questioning your relationship with alcohol is one of the most profound things that you can do for yourself.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm going to link since you brought this up, if anyone's interested in our episodes we've done and and I gave up drinking for a year, tried it mm-hmm. again for a couple months, it did not serve me. And now I don't think I have no plans to ever drink again. Yep. So um I'm right there with you and thank you and I think it's really important and not to bring up astrology again but if anyone's made it this far in the episode you're probably interested and um the we're moving into saturn and pisces for the next 3 years it'll be there when this episode is released and the energy of pisces like aa was created the last time like or during a pisces and saturn transit Whoa. And, and so actually the astrology of sober curiosity is um pretty big so i think not only are a lot of people interested in it obviously um but it's definitely the way like the astrological energy is going is like a sober curious collective movement so it's just it's just really interesting So if anyone wants to find you, follow you, work with you, ask you any questions, I'm sure people are so excited to find you now online. Where can they do all of that?
2: Best place to find me is on Instagram. I am on there as Kat Kozad, K-A-T-C-O-Z-A-D-D. And then best place to get an idea of what I do and what I teach is my podcast, which is called The No Bullshit Manifestation Show, which Ali and Erica are going to be on very soon. So you'll be able to check them out on there and also hear about any and all things manifestation and just being a human being related.
0: Awesome. Thank you again, Kat. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also
1: follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness, or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.